If I'm back home, Australia, too good. And still, baby. Mate, I told you, before, before this fight all week, I said I'm on another level right now. I can't be stopped. And I just showed you. He actually took a lot more than I, I wanted him to. Um, I thought that they could have stopped a bit earlier. I started feeling bad in there, but that's the sport we're in. Obviously, um, we've got a division. Hey, everyone in my division. I've been saying it for a while now. Get your together, earn that number one spot, and you get it. If not, you're gonna miss out. It's that simple. Alexander Volkanovsky, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the What the Fuck It All podcast. And today's episode, we'll be talking about UFC 273 Volkanovsky versus the Korean Zombie. Well, it's good to be back to another episode of MMA Talk. I'm Pat, and today I'm joined with my brother Hoons. How's it going, Hoonia? Yeah, good, bro. Nah, really good. Man, we just watched the latest UFC, UFC 273, Volkanovski versus the Korean Zombie. i got to say, that was a pretty packed card. I was um, thoroughly entertained all the way through. What about you? Bro, I was uh, thoroughly entertained as well. That stacked card, UFC 273, and... Volkanovski versus Zombie. What a card. What a card. Oh, amazing card. And it's been a while since our last MMA talk. We skipped a card. Um, I think we missed UFC 272, which was Masvidal versus Covington. But I got to be honest, I wasn't really feeling that card and I wasn't willing to order it. But did you have any thoughts on that fight at all? Or should we just move on to UFC 273? Oh, bro, we're here for UFC 273. Yeah. I wasn't really enthused with that last card. So let's get right into UFC 273. Yeah, man. Let's talk about a card with some championship fights on there. And I um I watched quite a bit of this card, some of the prelims. Were there any uh, prelim fights that you saw at all that interest you? Nah, bro. No, nah, I didn't watch any of the prelim fights, to be honest. Uh, I only watched the main card. What about you, bro? Did you watch any of the preliminary cards, prelim cards? Yeah, well, there was a few fighters um, that I like to follow that were on the prelims, so I didn't really watch it live, but I did backtrack just to see a couple of their fights. And uh, one of my favorite fighters in the heavyweight division, who's one of my favorite sort of like old guys in the um, fighting game, is Alexei Olenek. He fought in the early yep. preliminary card. And that guy, yep. well, he's just one of my favorite fighters, man, because he's just got like that old man strength and he always wins with like the same weird Ezekiel choke submission move. And in this fight, it was a bit different. He won with like a scarf choke, which was like a side choke headlock. And that guy, man, he just looks so scary. He's he's an old guy, but man, he, he looks like he's got that gorilla strength. And once he starts squeezing you, man, it's either tap or die. Eh? Huge fan of that guy. Um, that Ezekiel choke. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but man, it's like one of my yep. favorite chokes where, man, someone can mount you, but you're able to still submit someone from your back. And yeah, man, he's amazing at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw him, bro. I saw him. I don't watch the, I don't, I saw him on the card, but I didn't watch the fight. So that's all good. I, um, there's also another guy that I'm not really someone that I'm a fan of, but I am interested in following his career because um, he was the man that uh, took out CM Punk in um, his MMA debut, and this is Mickey Gall. And it's interesting yeah. to see the direction Mickey Gall's career has gone compared to CM Punk's, and that Mickey Gall now is probably on the verge of being cut from the UFC, and CM Punk now is 
thriving back in pro wrestling and he's like one of the biggest stars there so it's kind of funny six years ago they diverged and man mickey goal is um a fighter that is a bit disappointing i gotta be honest his um his game has really not improved since that cm punk fight really his stand-up just looks very basic he got knocked out by uh by mike malo and you can tell by the level of um the, the level of fighter that he got knocked out by because i'm on wikipedia and uh yeah mike malo more malot does not have a wikipedia page so do you have any thoughts yeah, on man. uh on what's happened to mickey gall since uh the cm punk days or do you just not care <laughs> That was that was it, man. That was his glory. That's it. Against a, a person that's never fought an octagon, and th- and then he thought he was the man. He thought he was that that, that next rising star. But that's about it, really. He was. He, eh? His he was, hype train stopped there. He he just peaked at that CM Punk fight, and it's kind of sad, but a little bit funny too. How uh, that's just yeah, where he peaked, <laughs> and now he's probably going to get cut by the UFC. And yeah, I think the last um, fight on the prelims that I kind of cared about was Ian Gary versus Darian Weeks. And Ian Gary, if you don't know, is one of those um, Irish fighters who is just a lot of hype behind this guy. He talks a lot of game and he's a lot of, uh, he has a few knockouts under his belt. And this was supposed to be his coming out party. They matched him up against a guy who is supposed to be an easy knockout for him. But um, I watched the fight, and Darren Weeks, man, he was a tough guy and wasn't letting Ian Gary knock him out. So I think it was a bit of a um, lackluster fight for a guy like Ian Gary that people are hoping would be the next Conor McGregor, you know, Irish fighter in Ireland. So, yeah. But other than that, that's the end of the prelim fights as far as I'm concerned. Uh. Yep, never heard of him in my life, so. <laughs> well, good. Let's go on to the main card then. <laughs> First fight of the main <laughs> card. Um <laughs> I remember you saying you didn't get to see this one. This was uh, Mark Madsen versus uh, uh, Vic Pichel. That was a pretty entertaining fight all the way through. Uh, Mark Madsen got the unanimous decision, but i got to say, um, I really thought it was a really close fight. Could have went either way. Uh, Mark Madsen is um, known as the Olympian, and he won with his wrestling at the end. But yeah, if you ever have a chance, um, you could go back to that fight. That was pretty, pretty entertaining. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I've got no, no thoughts, obviously, because I, like you said, I didn't see it. Um, any anything that really caught you uh, caught your eye in that fight? I gotta say, um, Pichel, uh, I think it's how you say his name. He was pretty impressive in the second round. He um, took it to uh, Madsen, where everybody thought Madsen was going to dominate with his wrestling. And man, at the end of the, um, I think it was the end of the second, or yeah, at the end of the second round, when Pichel won that round, he just went to his corner a and he like just like look at him he's fucking tired and man that guy was like so hyped up and he had so much confidence and i was just like man this guy he's just on another level and then i was sort of let down in the third round when he got taken down and then dominated by Madsen. but yeah that's probably the only thing of note i can remember remember in that fight right now but i know the next fight you did see uh this is mackenzie dern versus uh tisha torres the uh woman's strawweight fight and uh, mackenzie dern um defeated Tisha Torres by a split decision. Um, did you have any thoughts on that fight? Yeah, no, it was a interesting fight. It was a it was a great uh, strawweight fight for the women's, but there's like levels to this game. And I, when I was watching both women's fight, there's like the Rose Number New Year's and uh, you know Wei Lee's, you know mm. that level of championship caliber. And you could see that 
I'm like, I was impressed with Dern, but if she doesn't get her stand-up game straight and ready and prepped, she's going to get knocked out by Rose. Rose has got knockout power and Rose is great on the ground as well. So you have to be great at all facets of uh, MMA. So I don't know. It was it wasn't like a jaw dropping fight, but it was uh, you know the the contenders that are coming up really. Yeah, I kind of um, was interested to see the evolution of Mackenzie Dern because she's I think she had a kid recently, and since then she's really gained a lot of muscle and. She's um, stayed the same weight, but she's replaced fat with muscle and she's become really ripped and strong. And in that fight, you could tell that her stand-up game has improved because it was pretty basic before and she really relied more on her um, jiu-jitsu. But in this fight, she really got some um, decent combinations on Tisha Torres, um, was doing some good um, just movement on the feet. And then obviously the ground game is her forte. And then once she got that to the ground, I love her style in that she doesn't just hold down her opponent once they're on the ground. She's constantly looking for submissions. And I was enjoying watching that standing Kimura um, that she was going for. And then like once Tisha, which may got to give credit to Tisha getting out of that, McKenzie transitioned to trying to get a leg lock. And yeah, I just love the constant action that she has on the ground, McKenzie Dern. I agree with you. There's definitely levels to this game. The stand-up that I saw was definitely not in the realm of what you need to face Rose, so she definitely needs to improve in that area. But I think if she keeps improving, like she'll be a interesting contender down the road, eh? Yeah, bro. Nah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, well, you looked at it, you know, you broke that down better than I did. I just saw two strawweights trying to fight, but uh, yeah, it just didn't really impress me in that fight. But, you, you know, if you want to be the best, you have to train to be the best, and we'll see. You gotta and level up. You gotta level up. Exactly. And speaking of levels, let's get to our first one of the um. There's three big fights in this card that made me buy this pay per view, because like these are hype, like a lot of hype behind these fights. And as you said, like there are levels to this game. And I think the next fight, Hamza Shemaev versus Gilbert Burns, is an example of that. And Hamza Shemaev defeated Gilbert by a decision. Uh, at the in the welterweight bout, uh, what did you think of that fight, man? Yeah, well, unfortunately, my stream for that fight, uh, pay per view, uh, buying the pay per view, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was it, it was coming in and out of the fight, so yeah. I didn't really watch it until at the end of round two to three. So that's what I can really comment on. But what I what I realized uh, watching uh, some of the highlights as well for round one is that Hamzat was coming out guns blazing. Yep. Uh, technically, yeah, like even uh, I saw, uh, would they do a couple of takedowns as well? To try to take Gilbert down or were they standing on the feet? Cause I, like I said, I kind of missed round one. Round two though, by the end of round two, mad respect to Gilbert Burns, man. Cause he gave it, he gave it. He, I, I, I thought, I truly believe he won round two. Especially with that, um, uh, even though that it was subtle, but there was a knockdown. He knocked uh, him down, and that at the, right at yeah, right at the end. Yeah, because that's right. Hamzat got a uh, that's right. He got a knockdown in round one, didn't he? Yeah. So, and Hamzat realized there's levels to this game, and Gilbert Burns was another level up, and he just didn't care. You know, Gilbert Burns wasn't scared of him. 
and Gilbert was giving it to him. And then round three was even closer. Bro, that was crazy. I thought Hamza had won, but it definitely proved that there's a, he ex, a Gilbert Burns has exposed Hamza uh, Jemaev's uh, stand-up game. Oh, well, his hole in MMA. So thinking of leveling up, well, that guy has to level up. He has to train. He has to train and fix up those holes because fighting a dude, the number one pound for pound fighter and um, in the champ, Kamaru Usman, but you have to fix up your game because that guy, he's all-rounder. So Hamza, I think there's a couple of more fights he needs to do before he even gets to Kamaru. Yep, definitely. And I've got to say, that's unfortunate that your totally legal stream was failing on you. But uh, on the pay-per-view that I watched, <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, that, that fight was um, didn't freeze on me. And, oh man, I just, from the get-go, I, I was loving this fight. It was just hilarious seeing um, Hamza just sitting on the top of the cage, waiting for Gilbert to come in. Yeah, like that I guy, saw that part. Yeah, that guy just has star quality, man. Just the confidence that he has in there. Him and Darren Till are like my favorite bros in MMA right now. Like they're just, man, they could have a podcast, those two. Those two are characters. <laughs> and uh, yeah. man, just I was so hyped up seeing the confidence that Hamzat have. And honestly, in that first round, I thought it was going to be over. He just showed like, actually, Joe Rogan was right, man. Hamzat has tremendous amount of strength um, advantage over a lot of guys at welterweight, man. He just defends those takedowns by Gilbert like they were just nothing just blowing them off and um he knocked him down in the first round and I was like man like this is going to be over quickly but man credit to Gilbert man he just he's got no quit in him man he just came back yeah. knocked Gilbert won that second round definitively that third round was close and that shows you the levels of Hamza was like ranked 11 and he's been fighting you know guys in the lower level and then you jump to a guy at number two, <laughs> you just like that. That's a huge gap, man. And Gilbert proved why he's number two. Like that is, he really exposed um, Hamza in my view. The counters that he did, man, he threw so many awesome counters, um, knocked Hamza down, and it kind of made me realize, shit, man, you got the best pound for pound fighter in the UFC at your weight class, uh, Kamaru, and I think he's gonna expose those um those holes that comes that um show there so i don't know he might he might need a bit more to work on in this game yeah totally agree and uh it's, it's probably it was great for hamza because he needed a, a challenge like that and it's like you said bro his uh the level where he what hamza was uh ranked 11 and he's fighting a, the rank two guy but the levels way in between yeah fighting those other guys yeah sweet but they're lower rank guys they don't know what championship is like or, or fighting for the championship and actually fighting elite caliber fighters. But Gilbert Burns, especially with the uh, right hooks, uh, the counter right hook, that's what I saw him and he nailed him eh, with that uh, right hook, countered. And, 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 and I'm just so glad I got to watch round, uh, end of round two and three, watch round three. And man, it was worth, it was worth it. And, 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 you know, obviously we're both on this train too. We love it because Gilbert Burns, you have to kill me, motherfuckers. <laughs> you have to kill me. <laughs> that interview at the end, man, he just sold me. I've, I've, you know, I've respected Gilbert as a contender, but I've never really been like a guy that would follow his fights. After this fight, man, I'm in the, I'm on the Gilbert Burns train. I'm going to watch his fights from now on because he proves, man, like he's got a ton of heart and totally has a, um, a lot of skill. 
he kind of showed an elite level of striking that you need to have um, as the ranked two guy. And yeah, I really, I was impressed by both of them at the end of that fight. Gilbert yep. with his heart and his um, technique, but Hamzat as well, man. Like he showed a lot of heart in that fight and he's never really been tested before because all his fights ended so quickly, but you got to see um, his sort of like his game and he's so good um, at switching stances, fighting on both sides. He has knockout power on both his right and his left the way he was like stalking Gilbert. And if it was any other guy like ranked lower than Gilbert or someone who wasn't as, you know, as elite, Hamza would have intimidated them down to a knockout like he do with everybody else, eh? You just, you can't have fear fighting Hamza, man. Because <laughs> that guy's a scary dude, but if you can if you can counter him, um, you can actually put up a good fight. Yep. Agreed, bro. Agreed. And I see that we're um, joined by our brother, Rahiri. It's good to have you on, bro. Um, just wanted to ask you, um, do you have any thoughts on the uh, fight between Hamza Shemaynev and Gilbert Burns? Uh, yeah. Gilbert Burns fight? Yeah, Gilbert yeah. Burns, so, yep. yeah, so I, I didn't really watch uh, much of it, but I did see uh, some highlights of it. But uh, yeah, all I saw was uh, Hamza actually getting exposed for the first time. Like you guys were saying, alluding to is that the fact that Hamza has actually felt the caliber, the difference caliber of rankings, of ranked fighters, sorry, it just shows you that, okay, so this is where the actual competition starts because obviously you know he never been exposed to it because he's always fighting fighters that are ranked lower or ranked the same or you know just in that lower caliber which is not quite the championship level and and the top five level that now he's encountered with Gilbert Burns Gilbert Burns man what a like you guys said we we've seen him we've seen him fight but now he's becoming a fan favorite especially after this fight as well. And um, yeah. yeah, I love, yeah, Gilbert Burns, man. He impressed me. I, I'm going to have to admit, I didn't really, like, I wasn't really following him at all. But this fight, man, I, I think he's he's won a fan over. So, yeah, the, the fight was very interesting. The past that I saw too. And like you said, like, obviously, Hamza's takedown offense was pretty good. Gilbert Burns definitely won the second round. Um, you guys pretty much already broke down the fight, so it's just the characters really for me, like uh, for each individual. And I can't wait to see uh, Hamza fight another caliber person. And like you said, uh, I don't think he's ready for that number one pound for pound fighter just yet. I think uh, yeah, he will definitely expose him, yeah. I believe, or probably even finish him, to be honest. We'll just see, see what happens. And K Kamaru, man, he just doesn't have any holes there. And I think that from what we saw tonight, um, Gilbert Burns took advantage of some of the holes that Hamzat have and definitely Kamaru away. He's just going to pick him apart if, yeah. he if he shows that in their fight. Man, put him against Colby. I want to see that. Well, Col yeah, Col bro. Like, yeah. even though a lot of people don't like uh, Kobe Covington, the, the one thing is, is that he, he is in a different tier of his own as well. Like him and Kamaru definitely... Like, Kobe's been beating everyone, and then quite convincingly, too. But the only person that he hasn't, like, actually beaten was is Kamari at this stage. So it just shows you, eh, like, these ca different calibers. But what we all know about Kobe, it's his wrestling. And would that expose Hamza's takedown offense 
and his wrestling, you know, to counteract because we, we know how good Kobe is. Yeah. And yeah, that I would love to find that out. I would love it. And and the, and the no quit and the no quit. Sorry, Pat. Um, and the and the no quit within Colby Covington. You know that guy's got no quit. His stamina is out of this world. He's got ridiculous cardio, and I would be interested to see, especially in a five round fight too, uh, what Hamza uh, Chimaev will do. Because I'm 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 on that train, man. I just I want to see him fight again. But you know what? You know, let's get back to Gilbert Burns as well, man. That dude is a fucking warrior, man. He's a fucking warrior. Like, he's a fucking warrior, dude. <laughs> I think for Hamzat, it might have to be Colby because I, I think that he just doesn't have what it takes for Usman at the moment. But obviously, the next step after Burns is Colby. And there's, that, there's still that large gap between Colby and Usman. So I think, yeah, uh, Colby will be a good test for Hamzat. Um, for his next fight, uh, yeah. hopefully that happens. But man. while we were saying, whilst we were watching that fight and talking to each other, uh, was that we just don't know if Hamzat is ready for Kamaru because we just were like, Kamaru is just he's an all round everything that he has. Kamaru Usman will expose him, and he will take advantage of those holes in this game, especially that counter, bro. You know that how Gilbert Burns was countering with that right hook and caught him, I think Kamaru would probably knock him out. That's how much power that dude has. So, yeah, yeah, I think we're both agreed. I think we're all in the grants too, is that, yeah, Colby. I reckon Colby. Now, I want to see that fight. If Colby will take it, you got to give Gilbert Burns respect because um, Hamza was the boogeyman in welterweight. Nobody wanted to fight him. He is way too threatening for a guy ranked so low. And Burns, ranked number two, by rights, man, you can't blame him for if he didn't accept that fight. But man, Burns is a warrior, man. He took it and um, put up a fucking good fight against Hamzat. And I can I can see everyone except Kamaru being shit scared of Hamzat now. And I can see Colby, even though I think Colby's a good fighter, man. I think he's better than people give him credit for. But as a person, yep. I can still see Colby running away from him. And he's chasing after that Conor McGregor fight. So... I just hope that they can somehow put that together. Yeah, well said. All right, shall we move on, brother? Yeah, bro, let's go on to the next fight. And this is the uh, co-man event, the first championship fight on this card. And it's for the undisputed bantamweight championship between the champion Aljamain Sterling versus the interim champion Piotr Jan. Uh, this one was a split decision victory for Aljamain Sterling. After their first fight, which was a uh, controversial disqualification victory for Aljamain. And man, ever since that first fight, Aljamain's getting a lot of hate uh, from the uh, MMA uh, community after that. And I gotta say, in this fight, he... Sh well, I hope that he actually earns a bit of love in this fight. He earned my respect. And I was kind of impressed by his performance. Really, um, yeah, surprised me and went beyond my expectations. Um, what did you think, Hoons? Yeah, bro. Aljamain, Sterling, Peter Jan. So the way that I saw this fight was cringy Sterling coming into the fight against Jan, and I actually wanted Peter Jan to win. But you know what, man? Fuck that crowd and fuck all the trolls on the internet because i got to say, we were talking during this fight as well, and Aljamain Sterling, he won that fight. He won round one, two, and three. And... 
the the thing with Aljamain too, he dominated two and three. It wasn't even close. And it was just beautiful. You know, it was just a beautiful, a beautiful takedown, mixing it up. I loved his movement as well, moving around the octagon and making, even though Yana was advancing, but Sterling, I thought in round one, had it, had the, had the distance, had more strikes in there. Yeah, maybe not significant strikes, but I thought that he took round one. In round two, though, when he took that, got that takedown and he jumped on Yarn, he dominated that whole round in round two. And it was beautiful. And he was just biding his time, but he knew. He had he had the control. Yeah, and round three was the same same deal. Okay, Jan came back in the last two rounds. I gave Jan round four and five. But, dude, Sterling was impressive. He definitely cemented himself as the true bantamweight champion now. And he he definitely closed this book on Jan. I thought that he was impressive, man. Sterling was impressive. What about you, bro? What about you, Pat? Oh, totally impressed. And you're right. He um he actually won the uh, strikes in round one, Aljamain. I thought it was a bit close. I wasn't really sure at the time who would have won that. But going looking at the numbers, uh, I think Aljamain took it. Um, the most significant rounds, like the most decisive, were obviously rounds two and three to Aljamain. In the later half, as uh, Piotr usually does, he sort of like turns it on in the later rounds and picks his opponents apart. So I think he won rounds. Four, he won. He definitely won rounds four and five by the numbers. But he didn't exactly dominate Aljamain anyway. He was just avoiding being taken down on the ground because I think while Alj, um, while Piotr definitely has like a significant advantage in the stand-up game against Aljamain, man, on the ground, Aljamain has that exact same advantage over Piotr on the ground. He just dominated him. That um, body triangle was just sucking the life out of Piotr. Yep. It was obvious that um, Aljamain was mauling him. And in that second round, he was going for the rear naked. I was so fucking surprised. I thought he was going to get it. But credit to Piotr, he survived. And yeah, I don't know what everybody's like talking about, man. Like this was, I'm seeing the word robbery being thrown around. Like, fuck, man, there have been yeah. real robberies in MMA. You know, you were mentioning um, Shogun exactly. versus Machida back in the day. This was not a robbery at all, man. This was a split decision at best. But Al Jermaine, man, went above and beyond our expectations, the true undisputed champ. And I'm kind of happy for him because, yep. man, he's been like the joke in MMA for the last two years and everyone's been calling him a fake champ. And to have this moment, like, man, good for you, man. You proved the haters wrong. And let's be honest, 90% of us were haters. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was 100% in uh, the WTW far, no? But uh, <laughs> yeah. they're all 100% haters. But... But, you know, he turned me around. Although his cringy mouth, man, still... Uh, you know, help. I would have been yeah. more impressed. Bro, I would have been more impressed if he just looked at the crowd they were booing him in Jacksonville. And he's just like, you know what? Fuck you, Jacksonville. And fuck Florida. New York City, baby. You know, if he did some shit like that. I would have liked um, that, yeah. But, you know, calling out TJ Dillonshaw for all these stupid names... Uh, but he clearly had you know a list what, in man, his still head, impressed hey. us. Yeah. Yeah, bro. He he had he he wrote that shit down. He <laughs> he wrote that shit down. He had that prep like a like a fucking little schoolgirl that fucking preps all his uh notes down, take her notes down. TJ Pillinshaw, fucking how what fucking dumb. But um they were so cringy, bro. But other than that cringy shit, the fight itself, like it's like you said. And you know what was one of the best parts, bro? 
that I want to point out to you. And I know you know what I'm going to say. As Ray Longo, I think maybe after the second round. <laughs> yeah. So you look at that motherfucker. You take a look at that motherfucker. Look at him. <laughs> man, people hate Aljo, but I've always loved Ray Longo, man. I fucking love that guy oh, as a coach. Saying... Even back in the day when he told Chris Wyman to punch Anderson Silva square in the fucking chest. And man, when he just told Aljo, man, to look at that motherfucker, that was an awesome Ray Longo moment, man. I can understand, man. He can pump up any guy. Yeah, that was that that was good, man. Al Jermaine totally impressed me in the cage, but yeah, just when he starts talking, he just starts losing me. It's just trying too hard and cringy. It's like, man, let your fighting speak for itself because you're not really good on the mic, man. You just you you're not help doing yourself any favors. Oh, sorry. Anyway, Ra, like, just um, don't have the gift. Did uh, did you get a chance to watch the fight live by any chance or have any opinions on it? Hey there, guys. Yes, I, I did get to watch uh, some of the fight. And uh, to be honest, I, w- I was pretty shocked. Like, uh, I'm not going to lie. I actually thought he was going to, Aljamain Sterling was going to get his ass whipped. Like, simple. I, I really thought he he would. But, man, he, you know, just like you guys were saying, he surprised everyone. He surprised all of us, really. And then we just can't believe that well, actually, he made me a believer. That first three rounds, I was just, I was so impressed. I was like, damn, man, you know what? He could have won that first fight. Like, instantly, my head was like that. You know, uh, it, it could have been a DQ. Like, you know, it could have been a, uh, you know, he was phased and he couldn't fight on. Because that was impressive, man. To take Peter Yan out of his game completely... And just to dominate rounds two and three, just really proved that. I was like, man, okay, this guy's legit, eh? There's nothing else to say. And um, the one thing that just annoys everyone, or what annoys us at the moment, is just his mouth. Like, geez, dude. <laughs> like you guys are saying, just say, man, you know what? I don't give a fuck what you guys think, man. I won this fight. I proved to the world that I am the number one. And then after he should have walked out of the cage, mic drop. That's it. That's that's how simple it is. Yeah. You know? Can I, can I say something? Can I jump in? Can I jump in here? Is this is it? Yeah, I agree. Bro, just play like the you know, in pro wrestling, you had the heel and you had the face. Well, man, like the baby face and a heel, bro, just be a heel. Just like be like, fuck, man, fuck you. Just be a star in your own hometown. Who gives a fuck? You just get booed everywhere. I don't even care. They'll just make me thrive even more. Fuck them. It was just stupidity. There's no thought process. Bro, your stock is not going to... You'd rather be a heel. You'd rather be that bad guy that everyone wants to hate, but they're going to pay to see you. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. Yeah, you know, that's exactly right. But you know what, man? You know, I was impressed with Aljamain Sterling, but I have to admit, disappointed with PDR. Because... Yep. Even though, you know, he, he talked a lot of trash too, man, and saying that, you know, he would easily beat, but the better man won. Uh, people booing at the end, man, well, go get fucked, bro. That was, uh, yeah, split decision, but you're delusional if you think Arjaman Sterling would win that, you know? I, I truly split believe decision he took to the right out, person. Yeah. And 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 it's there's no such thing as robbery. But Peter Yar, man, that's this is a wake-up call for him. Now he realizes, now he has to live with the fact that Aljamain did beat him legit now this time. 
and that the true champion is Aljamain Sterling. There's none of this talk anymore. Like he's going to have to go back, go back to the drawing board and actually start like, I don't know, reviewing the video if he can, but review it and see what, what went wrong, what holes went wrong. But like you said, I think it's Aljamain Sterling's coach. Logo, man. That, that motherfucker's inspirational. If I was fighting, man, I'd be like, God damn it, man, I'm going to whip your fucking ass. But if he told me that, look at that motherfucker in the face or like, you know, I was like, bro, straight up. I mean, you're the greatest coach ever. <laughs> like, because you know that he's a no-nonsense fucking coach, you know? So it just, he, yeah, makes everything better, man. You know what, boys? Yeah, you know what, boys? And let's not forget, Ray Longo, come on, him as a coach and his gym, Right, I've had champions. So he's a championship caliber coach too. You know, you had Matt Serra, Chris Wadman, and now you have Aljamain Sterling. Come on, man. That guy's still, that's a championship coach, especially championship caliber yep. of a coach. And Aljamain's been saying this excuse for years, you know, his injury, um, you know, he had like neck surgery and he um, didn't really energize himself before the last fight. And honestly, this fight proved that he was actually right. He wasn't at his best. What we saw in that last fight wasn't exactly the best Aljamain Sterling out there. But it really didn't do him any favors, like saying all those excuses after the fight, man. You just got to shut up and prove it in the cage. And in the end, he did. So, yeah, all respect to him. I'm looking forward to the next fight between him and TJ Dillashaw. After what I saw tonight, that's going to be a lot closer fight than I would expect. Aljamain on the ground, if he can take TJ to the ground, man, it's going to be him well, that, all day. That's sorry to cut you off, Pat, but that's an interesting one because Dominic Cruz is still around as well. And I would be more interested, to be honest, I'd be more interested in Adjamain Sterling versus Dominic Cruz because Dominic Cruz has been on a winning streak and he's a former champion too. So just like TJ Dillashaw, but we know who the true goat of featherweight is, you know, or bantamweight is, sorry. So um, the true goat of bantamweight is Dominic Cruz, and I would love to see Aljamain Sterling versus Dominator. That's just my opinion. No, that's a good point. I'd like to see that fight too. If that was an alternative to the TJ fight, I'd love to see it. Unfortunately, I'm seeing that Dominic is ranked number seven, so oh, he might need another fight if they put him in there. And... How is he ranked number seven when he's on a winning streak? I don't understand that. Yeah, they've got Jose Aldo, Corey Sanhagen, Rob Font ahead of him. So, yeah, I was actually surprised. I thought he was ranked higher. Where's the money fighters, man? Where's the money <laughs> fight? Dominator's probably the most popular bantamweight out of all, all of them. And if you give him a title shot, I guarantee you eyes will be on him. Yep. What about you, Hoons? Who do you think um, would be next for Al Jermaine and um, how would you take it? Well, it looks like they're setting up for TJ Dillonshaw versus Aljamain Sterling for the championship match. But I I must agree. To be fair, TJ Dillashaw lost to Dominic Cruz. Actually, I actually wouldn't mind seeing that fight again. So TJ Dillashaw versus Dominic Cruz, winner takes winner fights Aljamain yeah. for the title. Because, yeah, it's a bit weird that he's ranked so low. But, uh, yeah, and plus, let's not get it twisted. We're huge fans of the Dominator. And it's, it's weird too, bro, because it's like he's the legendary guy that's still left in there. Or oh, maybe with Jose, but Jose came down from featherweight. So, you know what I mean? Like bantamweight, purely bantamweight. Bro, it's just, it's just the dominator left, really. Jose's ranked number three too. So um, if 
Jose's the next guy for Aljamain. I'd love to see that fight. I think it's it might be similar to what we saw tonight. There'd be a definite advantage in the stand-up for Aldo. Um, Aljamain may be a stand-up on the ground, but Aldo's uh, jiu-jitsu is actually pretty underrated in my opinion, man. Um, every time he's been on Yep. the ground, he's been impressive. And I don't know, he doesn't seem to be um, aging as uh, fast as you expect. So he might still have um, some game in there against Aljamain. Uh, but yeah, in the end, I think it'll probably be TJ Dillashaw. And while I do enjoy TJ's style, I think from what we saw tonight, Al Jermaine is the number one bantamweight fighter in the world, man. Yeah. So uh, we'll move on to the next fight, man. The main event. It is the featherweight championship fight between Alexander the Great Volkanovsky defending his title against the Korean zombie Chan Sung Jung. And he defeated um, the Korean Zombie in round four by TKO punches in what would I would describe as a mercy, um, a mercy stoppage uh, by Herb Dean. Um, I think we can't really argue with that stoppage there. It was just a beating that um, Volkanovsky was dishing out to the Korean Zombie. And I thought it was a just stoppage. There's just levels to this as well. Uh, Volkanovsky's just evolved beyond what... the Korean zombie has done and you can't hate on zombie man he's been in the game for over 10 years I've been a fan of him since the WC days by rights this guy should have retired by now but he just doesn't quit doesn't die went into the Korean um, military service for two years came back uh, went on to a winning streak and uh, man I'm always going to be a fan of the Korean zombie so much heart that twister is like one of my favorite highlights of all time But you got to give credit where credit's due, and Volkanovski has proved that he is the number one fighter in featherweight right now, man. And what a performance, just all-round array. I'll give it to you, uh, Raz. Uh, what did you think of this fight in the um, featherweight division? Yeah, we're such a, uh, like, uh, Zombie is such a fan favorite too. And like you said, we've been watching uh, Zombie fight for so long. Chang Sung Jung, man, we, well, like, geez, we've been watching him for many, many years. And he's a fan favorite of ours. But in saying that, man, the great Alexander, man, geez, these levels to the shit, like, just like you said, these levels to shit like this where, The stand-up, city kickboxing, eh? Like, they're just a complete another level. And Alexander just um, proved it, too. Uh, he pretty much dominated uh, Chang from the start, really, till the mercy uh, stoppage. And all I, all I have to say is that, like, I don't want to break it down because I'm a huge fan of, of Zombie. So, but all I've got to say is that, like, he's a legend of the sport. Oh, Chang and Alex just proved why he is the number one featherweight at this stage. So to me, it has to be Max next. And it's just because for some reason, the featherweight division is just so far beyond divided. It's just not even funny now. It's just like, okay, it's like practically out of two and everyone else is trying to catch up. But that's just my thoughts, man. And yeah, I, lo I love Chang Sung John. Like you said, the twister. And stuff like that even though we're not talking i'm not talking about the fight i just want to talk the, about the man as the as the fighter himself and he was he was awesome we know the great is awesome and all around i like i still enjoyed the fight but it was a one-sided beating to be honest and levels there's levels to the game man levels to the game yeah that's that's just my thoughts anyway man
what about yeah. you guys yeah definitely man there are definitely levels to this uh what did you think Hoons, um about the um fight there ah simple Volkanovski's the champ he's not he's not number one he's not number two he is the champ and he's a true champion and he showed it he it's a one-sided that was a one-sided beatdown man and we're and it was ironically just like Ra was talking about and we were talking about we were conversing throughout this fight and we're just like there's levels to this game it's max and volkanovsky it's max holloway and alexander volkanovsky those two guys uh have just leveled their game up and uh i'm interested to in seeing a third fight and and we we know that it's, it should happen soon but i'm glad that volkanovsky gave zombie a shot too you know at the title uh zombie and, and you know my respect level for the great has gone up as well you know he respects zombie for what he's done even stayed in the octagon for him to walk out gave him the bow you know and the hug and you know the, the respect that he showed to zombie that was even great man i love that and alexander the great bro he just deserves everything that's coming to him and 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 we were just talking about Aljamain sterling you know just be yourself because he's a wannabe he wants to be somebody else or not really purely himself volkanovsky does not give a shit he's just purely himself so that's why i wanted to make the comparisons and and you just can't hate the man you know he, he's true blue australian he told the aussies that he was going to bring that title home and just to write on what ra said about the uh, city kickboxing crew dude and you saw Eugene Beerman there in the corner. It's just, I could hear Eugene as well. There was moments where Korea uh, Zombie had a couple of flashy moments, but there was just like, you know, a flash in the pan kind of moments. But the great just dominated him, man. Stand up. I love the inside leg kick jab, followed up by the jab. That was beautiful. The countering, the speed. Oh, and, and then even the IQ, man. So even though he had Zombie hurt, he knew Zombie was a great counterfighter, counter-striker. So, uh, and, and to take him down as well at, at crucial moments instead of trying to bang with him uh, when he had Zombie on the cage. And I just thought, look, look, this is high IQ right now. Volkanovski is the man. He's showing high IQ. And I've got a lot of respect for Alexander Volkanovski. He's, he's the man. I want him to face Max Holloway to finally end it. And they need to have that fight because that second fight, eh, I thought I thought Max won. And that's not a knock on uh, Volkanovski. Yeah, but it, it's, it has to happen because they smash everybody in their path. So, yeah, it's like Volkanovski said in his post-fight interview, bro. Like, come on, division, get, get your shit together. Like what was said at the start of this podcast. So, yeah. I totally agree, man. And that was a really good point on the comparison with Aljo. Volkanovski is a guy that's now letting his natural personality go out there and he's becoming a fan favorite and he's not forcing it. He's just, you know, he's got his own sort of personality and style and I hope more fans cling to it because he is a entertaining fighter and an entertaining personality. And in the cage, he is just formidable, man. He is Volkanovski's 1A. Uh, Holloway is 1B like it's those two guys and everybody else everybody else is like such a huge like distance between those two and I know Volkanovski's like do I have to keep fighting Max Holloway until he wins the belt but it's like man if you you have the title um you physically have the title but you're not gonna get 
the entire sort of like MMA uh, fan base and community to recognize you as the undisputed featherweight champion until you decisively defeat Max Holloway. It's just, it's unfortunate to say that, but that's true. Everybody yep. is still going to be like, but what about Max? Because your two fights with Max were all were so close and they could have gone either way. And they got to do that third fight to just make that definitive. Eh? And I think that's what he needs. He like, I don't think he knows it, but he needs it for his career. Cause if he doesn't yeah. defeat Max decisively, there's always going to be that question mark of man, you didn't really beat him. It was too close, you know? And, and there's no one else, like everybody else is not on their level. So that's the only fight yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah. And what's crazy, man, it's like, you see fighters like Calvin Cater who had a great fight just recently as well, but he still got dominated by Max Holloway. You saw Brian Ortega, another one, who got dominated by Alexander Volkanovsky in the last fight. And, and, and Max, Holloway. Max Holloway destroyed him as well. It's just like, dude, these two are, are the only two that are on the same level. We've got, we got to see the third fight, and I can't wait for it. And you know what? I'm just keen to watch that fight, and may the best man win, really, to really end, all, end it all. And it needs to be decisive. Not even Max can just go in there and not have a decisive victory because it will probably hinder him. And say, oh, but, you know, it was a close fight, but Alexander lost his title. You know, we, we can't have, we need a decisive winner because Max Holloway, he's a big draw. Volkanovski is becoming this big draw and he's got Australia behind him. Yep. And he's probably got most, uh, some of Kiwis as well, New Zealand behind him because of his affiliation with CJB. Yeah. So yeah, and it's, I love it, man. Yeah. Who would have thought, man? The Auckland gym city kickboxing has surpassed Jackson's TriStar. Like they yeah. have the mo the more top fighters in any other MMA gym. And yeah, I'm gonna I'm a Kiwi. I'm claiming Volkanovski, <laughs> and, <he's a, laughs> and he's a former league player too. That's why I love him as well. Yeah. What about that? If you guys saw it, what about that shoulder charge trip that oh, Volkanovski yeah. did? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's why I said it straight away. Oh even the rugby league moves but yeah um in terms of the striking and ground game i think volkanovsky has everything in terms of an mma fighter man completely well-rounded on every aspect of the game uh the only knock you could probably have on alexander volkanovsky is he just doesn't have that one hit knockout power you know he's an accumulation volume fighter but man he's still winning fights with his style and some of the best fighters don't exactly have that one hit knockout power. So yeah, um, other than that, man, awesome fighter. And yeah, I can't wait for him versus Max three. Yeah, no, you guys are right, man. It's, it's funny too, because the two best fighters are accumulated strikers. So they, they all based around, they don't, they don't have that one knockout power. They both base around their game into accumulation. Eh? So that's what it is really. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Exactly. And that's what's intriguing about the whole thing, boys. So we'll be finding out who is the best in the uh, featherweight division. Yeah, man. Do you guys have any, have any last thoughts on this uh, card? UFC 273. It was a great card, bro. It was a great card. Really exciting fights, especially those last three. Amazing fights. Respect level gone up for a couple of the fighters. Aljamain Sterling, I'm still on the fence. If he doesn't talk... I respect his octagon work, but other than that, yeah, I'm excited for uh, what comes around the corner for all these fighters and see what happens. 
Sweet. What about you guys? What are you, Ra? Yeah, well, um, no, excellent card as always. Oh, um, there's always uh, usually a good card. Always has an upset, which is the Aljamain Sterling one. Because like, regardless of what people say, that was an upset. Like, geez, I think ninety percent of people like you guys were saying, pretty much was going for Peter Yarn, but thought Peter Yarn was the favorite, yeah. and Aljamain Sterling shut that down. In uh, other good news, the mandate in Australia are all dropping soon, uh, which means that the opportunity of Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway could potentially be here in Australia. Whew. And I just want to say, guess what, guys? I will be going to that fight. <laughs> I will be going to that fight too. Let's uh, let's make a promise, eh? <laughs> uh, yes, please. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that just just for your audience. I do live in Australia, so the chances are is pretty high, and I will be definitely going. Uh, obviously, the WTW family will be definitely keen to go too. <laughs> uh, I can't. I mean, has nothing's been announced, but fuck, I'd I'd love that idea. I want to go to. I've never been to a UFC before, man. So that fight to be my first event to go to would be incredible. Well, well, why not? And uh, and Dana White has been asking for it, like pretty much, yeah, asking, talking about it as soon as you know the opportunity comes. And what's a, a bigger fight than Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway here in Australia? And yeah. that would be a great fight. Uh, Dana White, please just add Israel Adesanya and Kai Kata France to the card. <laughs> <laughs> City kickboxing versus the world. Yeah, why yeah, not? yeah. But, but that would be great, wouldn't it? Because Kaikata France will verse for the title because he deserves the title shot. Oh, after that fight, yeah. He was an yeah, underdog exactly. and, he, and he won. That was incredible. So, that you know fight. what I mean? That's a, or actually, or hang on, you could throw Kaikata as the co main event and Alexander as the main event versus Max Holloway. May. I'll be definitely going. Yeah. And uh, the next event around the corner is actually. Oh man, I'm looking forward to UFC 274. It's uh, Charles Oliveira versus one of my favorite fighters, Justin Gaethje. Uh, the co-main event is the woman's strawweight champion, Rose Namajunas versus uh, Carla Esparza. And uh, yeah. Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. So damn, yeah. man, that, that's a stat card as well. Yeah, yeah. No, but I saw, I, I saw this earlier and I was like, God damn, UFC 274 looks awesome. I think that's our next one, boys. And uh, I think I'll yep. see you guys there. We'll see you there, bro. Sounds good. See you there. Thanks, guys, for listening to What The Fuck It All podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. See you next time. Every time that I step right here, I'm going to give everything I have. They're going to kill me. But I'm not going to stop. Ladies and gentlemen, Gilbert Burns.